0: 1217 great is thy faithfulness God bless you this morning happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning amen praise the Lord it's good to see each and every one of you those that are connected with us by way of the internet we certainly want to welcome you this morning trust that same presence the energy energios translates into your room this morning really looking forward to the service this morning we have a Full deck up here, and Brother Murphy's gonna be coming and ministering, so we're really looking forward to what the Lord would say to the church this morning. Amen. I often think of Brother Murphy coming, and I often picture him in China. And I think we're spoiled as we get to have the voice of the prophet in China in Cloverdale. That's really special. So God bless you this morning. Sing a few songs, and our pastor's gonna come and pray for us this morning, lead us in prayer. And he's got a a testimony and I believe a prayer request that he wants to let the church know about. So we'll ask him to come in a few moments, but we just want to bind our hearts together. Amen. In one mind and in one accord this morning, let's sing this together.
1: Great is thy faithfulness. Oh God, my father, there is O oh, shadow of turning with thee, thou changest not thy compassion.
2: know it's been applied? Yes, it has. Regardless of how we feel or any of these things, nice to see you, Nathan. God bless you. Amen. Uh, We know the blood's been applied, and I'm sorry I was not able to be here last week, and I'm still recovering, but the blood's been applied. Amen. And and that's the confidence that we have. I look across this congregation and uh, I'm just so thankful. Uh, we have uh, some requests. And uh, we have a request. I had three emails this morning. Uh, and one on behalf of the church that you people helped to build in Donetsk in Ukraine, which is now in a... It's a Russian area, I think, of the Ukraine. And uh, I've been having them much on my mind, but they have said that the church is doing well. But please keep them in our prayers because they have a Ukrainian registration and now they have been den- denied twice. They've been denied a Russian registration For the church, I know from the church in Moscow, that's a lot of difficulty and can be very expensive because they just put the price wherever they want, sort of thing. So I would ask you to remember that church in prayer. They've got a wonderful congregation. I personally have been there two or three times. And uh, the church that was built is probably one of the largest in, uh, in Europe. There was about 700 people at the opening. Brother Gerard Rodewald was there. Brother Schumacher, before he passed away. Brother Schumacher bought Brother Vladimir a van without knowing he didn't have a driver's license. (laughs) But so what else is new? That's how the gospel gets out. And I just thought I should mention um, there's... uh, our Brother Kolbis Estahazen that is here. Uh, I want to give special thanks to you, Brother Kolbis, for today uh, there's another Persian language, another message in the Persian language, I believe the leadership. And I want to thank you for each Saturday without fail comes a full report that Brother Kolbis Prepares. Nobody, uh, I won't say no one recognizes him, but uh, very seldom we hear about it. But somebody is hearing that message. Somebody is reading it. It's uh, loaded up on the hub, and you report how many have, how many are, at what stage it is, whether it's being proofread or whether it's being prepared now to be uploaded to the hub. And uh, week after week, there's hundreds of sentences. This is last week is over sixteen, hundred sentences. He counts the sentences. And uh, Boeing, I think, uh, they have you employed and and the Lord benefits from it. <laughs> Thank you. God bless you for that. Uh, also, I had an email that brother, Ryan Hayes got home yesterday and then I heard from Brother Derek just now after prayer in the study that he had fell last night. So I, I had sent him already an email and said, do not use your back as a crane. And often we do, and that's where trouble then we want the Lord to immediately heal it, even though we have taken a lot of time to tear it down and use our backs like cranes and who knows what more uh, I see you fellows smiling here in the front row well just take advice from someone who's past your age that <laughs> that's not the, that isn't why God gave us a back we we invented cranes because we need them but we have backs to and we have bodies to serve Him. Uh, I said to my wife I said you know Sometimes we consider the age. I've had a birthday. Well, uh, yes, but the inside is the same age as the outside. <laughs> so we have to remember that. And we thank God for his great goodness. And uh, sometime when you don't see me on the platform here, it's because I don't hear it as well here behind the speakers, I do in in a study. And so this morning I'll probably be in the study. But I wanted to be here. We were lonesome for being here. And there was an accident on, uh, on 184th Street. So we had to go back down to 40th and then over to 176th. But it was worth it all. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you, Brother Hugh, Sister Sylvia. God bless your family. Hallelujah! He remains the same. He remains the same, and I know that you believe that. Do you believe that? He is the same. Praise the Lord! Absolutely. Well, we're going to pray, and do we have some requests here, Brother Derek? Okay. Do you want to just make them? You had them. You made them. All right. And those are the requests which we wish to make. And so we ask God's blessing now. We'll bow in prayer. Heavenly Father, we are indebted to you that we have strength to stand and faith in our heart to believe, O God. And we know that you have touched our brother Ryan. You have touched, O God, already the heart of our brother Hugh. Heavenly Father, we thank you for each member of the family, the family of God, your children. You love them more than we could possibly know how. We thank you that we have Brother John Andes and his family back, oh God, from Europe, attending the wedding, and more than the wedding, preaching the word. Lord, somebody needs to hear it. And today we're going to hear, oh God, from our brother Murphy. I pray that you will anoint the word. Inspire it to our hearts, O God, as you've inspired my own heart. And I pray, Father, that you would fill us to overflowing and may it flow upon others. We pray that the Holy Spirit of God will take charge of this service, Lord. And whatever you have in your mind, Lord, we pray, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We thank you for Brother What our brother Kobus and what he is doing. Amen. Quietly, Lord, and faithfully, week after week, I pray that you'll strengthen his faith and let him know, O oh God, the blessing that this is. Someone is hearing the message, perhaps for the first time. I pray that you will bless them as you have blessed us. We are here because you have sent a message. And it is a living word. Amen. I pray that you will bless the giving, O oh God. Remember Brother Vladimir and the church in Donetsk. oh God, the, uh, well, the army has taken that, Lord. And they used it for uh, three days. And then the people said, three days you were in the grave. In three days, you raised up again. You did not save this church to destroy it. You did not save this church, O God. Bless the people, I pray. And bless the giving of the people here in this congregation. Lord, let them know that their offerings and money go to the Lord's work. And we say, Thy will be done on earth, O God. Send your ministers out and may they preach the word. We pray, oh, bless our brother Derek. Bless our brother Tom, oh God, who has so faithfully stood behind this pulpit, Lord, and delivered your word, oh God, as you have given it to him. He fearlessly gives it back to the people. We pray that you will inspire them, Lord. Our brother Tim Dodd is away and uh, in some churches In northern Canada. Pray that you will bless, O God, the preaching of the Word in Grand Prairie and Edmonton and then into Ethiopia and to Uganda and to Angola, Lord Jesus. I just pray you will bless these sincere people and the pastors of the message, Lord, wherever they might be. I pray that you will ignite the flame within them. We surrender it all to you in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for our health, oh God, that you've given and the strength and the faith that you've given in our brother Hugh and sister Sylvia Message, Lord. Bless them, I pray, in Jesus Christ's name. Thy will be done. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you thanks that we can stand here, Lord Jesus, and give you glory. All praise to your name. In Jesus' name, bless the service we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless
0: you. God bless you. You may have your seats this morning. I don't believe I have any further announcements here, so we'll just... uh, Sister Natasha is going to come and sing a special for us this morning, so just after the deacons receive the offering, and then we'll turn the service right to our brother Murphy Wong this morning. Let's sing this together.
1: You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands to worship. As we praise your holy name, you deserve the glory.
3: And true, you're never changing, perfect in everything you do. Heaven and earth may pass away, but your promise says to make. Trust in you. I trust in you. Your love will sustain me. Mercy will seek me through.
0: is certainly faithful and true. We am going to invite Brother Murphy to come this morning. My faith looks up to thee, thou Lamb of Calvary. I think it's in key of C. Amen. Just looking out over the congregation this morning. Brother Jariah, God bless you. Amen. Brother Ellie, Quazari, your wife, God bless you this morning. Our God is faithful. He is true. We've come from Africa. We've come from India. Come from the United States, Canada, China, countries all over the globe to serve a risen Savior. To be changed from this realm to a heavenly realm. May you pull on the gift of God this morning. Receive exactly what He has for you.
1: My faith looks up to thee, thou. him, Paul. Again, his brother Murphy comes. Oh, may thy rich stray.
4: For his uh, for the word that He gave it to us, and I think we have so much things that we can thankful. And I'm thankful for the word of the Lord to give it to us. I'm thankful for each uh, life that the Lord uh, give you to me personally. And I'm thankful everybody Hughes is still with us. We're so thankful. So many things that we can say thank you, Lord. Amen. If you don't mind, I'll just ask you that stands. Let's um, uh, turn to the scripture right away. Let's uh, turn to uh, Gospel of John Chapter 14 Just before we read uh, just uh, If we can just bow our head again With the heavenly Father Lord we are so thankful Lord Lord, as a nervousness is in our heart, but Lord, we're not looking for man. We're looking for You, Lord. Because we know that You are God, that can speak the Word to us, Lord. Lord, You have the power behind the Word that You spoke. And every time when we receive the Word, we receive the power of God. So Lord, I just pray You this morning, let Your Holy Spirit move again. I know we have prayed. I know the people have prayed. But Lord, we pray again, let the Spirit of God move amongst us, Lord. Lord, to meet the need. Lord, let us understand that we are, there's only one thing can satisfy us. That's the Word from God because, Lord, we're not just reading the Word on the pages, we're not listening the Word just as a voice, but, Lord, we're receiving the Word which is a power, that it demonstrates the power in this age, and has been proved that time after time, we've been vindicated that to be the truth. So, Lord, we have no doubt in our heart to come approach you, Then know that whenever we pray according to your will, and then according to your Word, Lord, you will be done unto us. So, Father, we thank you, Lord. We're Continue to remember the needs of amongst of the people. Lord, I just pray for our dear brother Ryan. And again, Lord, uh, how Satan want to stop him. How Satan want to bring this uh, sicknesses uh, upon him. But Lord, we don't look at a symptom. We look at a faithful God. We look at a God that has to promise to us that by your stripes that he is already healed. Oh Lord, as uh, Brother Branham has to uh, sing the song, Lord, it says that uh, I have a suffering in many way But, but Lord, uh, you know, the faith Is not a forgotten, Lord. Lord, we know that when we believe on You, Lord, You will send down a sign and on the winds of a snow white dove. So, Father, I just pray You, send down a sign that on the winds of the snow white up to our dear brother Ryan, to our brother Hugh, that we know that uh, our prayer has won up to You and You have accepted, Lord. Though we suffer in many ways, but Lord, faith has not been forgotten. Lord, we cry for healing night and day, but Lord, You hear our prayer, Lord. So Lord, we just ask the same Jesus Christ that healed the prophet. It's the same Jesus Christ that healed our brother Hugh, that healed our brother Ryan that it delivers to the people that it healed every sickness that in this congregation. Father, we give you all the thanks So we don't have to wait till the end of the service to grab a hold of the promise of God. Even at the beginning of this service, Lord, even before the Word was his preaching, you're the Word still manifest yourself amongst your people. So Lord, we believe you. Our face rise up to grab a hold of the Word of God. You're the one that is has strengthened our dear pastor. You're the one that heals everyone one, Because Lord, we don't give any chance to Satan to move around here. But we give it every opportunity for the Holy Ghost to move around here. Satan have no power in here. Because there is a non-property that in here belongs to Satan. Every property here belongs to God. Amen. So Father, we thank You. We give You all the thanks. Let Your Spirit come and vindicate Your Word. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Uh, uh Gospel of John chapter 14 let's read it from uh, uh, verse uh, twenty eight you have heard how i said unto you I go away and I come again unto you if ye love me ye would rejoice because i said, I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it come to pass, that when it has come to pass, it my believe. Hereafter, I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh and has, fun, and has nothing in me. Amen. Let me just read this verse again, because that will be the title of this morning's service. Hereafter, I will not talk much with you, For the prince of this world cometh. That's uh, Satan himself. He's the ruler of this world. He's called the master of this world. But when he come, Jesus said, And has nothing in me. He couldn't find anything that's in common with him. He couldn't claim anything in Jesus. He couldn't find anything in Jesus. So then Jesus said, though he come, he find nothing in me. And but that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandments, even so I do. Arise, let us go hence. May the Lord bless his word. He may be seated. You know the devil has tried to attack everybody. He doesn't have uh, uh he doesn't have any uh respect to uh where you're coming from or who you are and uh, he just want to put you under the weather but we're fighting with him. And we're not fighting on our own. We're fighting by the grace of God and the promise that he gave it to us. You know that this world is the world that is full of pressure. I think we all can agree that that when we come into that an end, and it will become a more pressure than ever. And so there is a more things that it can cause you a pressure, and tension, and nervousness. And the people living in this world seems seems like we're as a not a fit to live in this world, as Brother random said in the seven church ages. But God didn't uh, just uh, leave us there. He gave us a promise. He gave us a promise that that, uh, no matter how great it seems like the prince of this world is, but there is a greater one in us. Is far greater than the one that is in the outside world. And so the pressure that we have is um, when I talk about we, I'm talking about uh, the believer. The believer, the things that are going through it's becoming even double harder because I think I said it before. If we're unbeliever, you already have uh, uh, pressure in this world. But since you be you are a believer, it just um, things doesn't get it easier, but it's getting harder to you because if you remember Brother Branham, he said um, uh, when he was uh, in one of the meeting, the Danny Harry that had come after the service came to uh, Brother Branham and speak, uh talked to Brother Branham and speaking in the tongue, and then the interpretation uh, that came out outside, it was the French. And then uh, the first thing he said, you choose uh, the harder way. If we don't choose the harder way, uh, the pressure, uh, if there is a quantity of the pressure, we can see this as a a little bit easier. But since you take the harder way, you will choose the narrow path, the way just become a narrower. The way just become harder. The pressure just become a more. And all this pressure, all these tensions and the things that from the outside is uh, have the one purpose to do is try to crush you. And sometimes you will feel it seems like you're uh, come to the brink of the uh, point that you're almost going to be uh, crumbling. It seems like you come to the point you just cannot hold any longer. You just, uh, it feels, feels like the people can get a nervous breakdown. And that's what is the characteristic of this age. You cannot, uh, uh you cannot say, no, you know, I, don't, I don't want that. No matter how you don't want it, the age that we're living in will cause you like that. It, it's not necessarily, you're thinking about a different country, they're facing the different, um, uh, the tension and the, the pressure, you go to, I think Brother Ed just shared about uh, in Ukraine, and that's the pressure for them, and they have to facing, they have to apply uh, for uh, the permission from the garments, and the government that doesn't allow them to have it, and you go to China, you'll find out that it's the same way, and my wife had asked me, I said um, uh, she said, uh, is it harder to preach here, or it is it harder to preach in China? I said, well, there's really uh, no comparison to it. Uh, it is harder. Uh, it's hard here because, uh, uh, I mean, not hard here. It's hard for everywhere because you're preaching to the bride of Jesus Christ. And, uh, when I'm watching your staring eyes, I'm scared. Yeah. I said, Every time, uh, uh, it was like that. I know you're, you're listening intensely. Uh, that is good, but it was just a scary eyes. So to look at me whenever I, I, I look at you come behind the pulpit. So, but in uh, China, is a different pressure. Uh, I don't remember there's any service in China I preached without it being, uh, thinking about so the door to open, the police coming in. Uh, almost every service. I, I was uh, so surprised I didn't get a nervous breakdown. And still coming back in the That shows there is a greater one than in us that is a greater than the one that is in the world. That shows that there is such a supernatural power that is living in every son and daughter of God. So that it's not just a cope with the, the, the pressure, cope with the, the tension, but not only deal with it, but I overcome it. And overcoming it to another point, there's a devil has nothing that is in you. Devil has nothing that is in me. And you see, we're living in this world and so all this pressure and tension and things, if you just, uh, if you just try to find a natural way, try to uh, let, uh, let off the pressure, you find out you can only last so far. You can only go so far and last so long. And so it has to depending on the supernatural power that is so you can let off the pressure. Because what we're dealing with is not a natural being, but it's a supernatural being. It must have taken a supernatural God with a supernatural word that we uh, that He give it to us so that you can deal with all this pressure and the tension. And uh, you find that this world, when uh, uh, we're, we're living in this world, people not getting stronger, but people getting weaker. Uh, physically and also mentally. And the physically, uh, I, I shared it with you before. You know, we're 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 play soccer on the street and just on the, uh, the on on the road as a concrete road. We fall down, and slide of the uh, down. I was skiing, the fall off, and uh, no medicine. We just come uh, come home and wash it off. And second day, go play again. And then you slide it on the ground and then you uh, you get your skin off of your your arm, and you just uh, time after time you become a calloused, and you you don't even care that about. But today, if uh, if your son got that boy, you go you call nine one one almost. Uh, uh, that, uh, that's just the that age. People, they are uh, coping with that. They become waker and weaker. And I think even Brother Brahma said that the, the, before the, they do the boxing, they don't have the feather, uh, the glove, uh, they're just uh, uh, naked hands, uh, uh, dip their finger, uh, their feet uh, in the vinegar and try to make their feet harder and go about a 10, not 10, 12, uh, there, it's a, until the knockdown. And you never heard of the people got killed. But now, it was a very difference. The people getting weaker and not only physically but mentally as well. So that's why if for a believer, if we try to just depending on the natural path, try to help us, you will find out it won't help you at all. You have to, you have to depending on the supernatural God that to help you in this age. And just like in an age of Elijah, we will find out very soon Uh, How the God can uh, provide uh, for the need of Elijah with the crow, the supernatural way to feed Elijah, to sustain him. That will be the same God in this last age, has to use His supernatural way to help us and to sustain us. And if we don't depend on that, you're not going to survive in this age. Don't just rely on your job. If you're just relying on your job, you'll find out that the job won't supply you anymore. And that this world won't be friendly to you. It has to depending on the supernatural God. How He is supernaturally doing that to you, I don't know. But by faith, we believe. it Because the Word of God has sent it to us. It's not just for it to put on the shelf. The Word of God has sent it to us as a promise. It's for us to live with it. That's to act upon it. So one way or on another, you will finally come to the end of your wit. And then when you, can't find, when you come to the end of your wit, then it's the supernatural God to come on us in and to, to provide what you need. If you have a mental need, the drugs may help for a little bit. The prescriptions may help for a little bit. But I'll, I'll say, you, you will sooner or later, you have to come to an end, you have to depend on this supernatural God to fix your problem. If you have a marriage problem, maybe the counseling can help you a little bit. But sooner or later, you will find out you will be pushing it to an the end. There's no corner, nowhere for you to turn, that you have to jump from the tree of knowledge and go to the supernatural tree of life to continue on. Otherwise, you will come to the dead end. You students in the school, if you come to a point, the homeworks and things are getting so overwhelming. You have to not not to, not saying that you do depending on your smartness. Lord gave you the smartness, to use it, but never depending on it. You will find out sooner or later. You will have to use the supernatural God's super strength to help you cope it through, because your own wisdom, your own uh, uh, intelligence can only is very limited. It can come to at a point. Even your intelligence, you're even smart. Even if you are you are a built that, that can do things that are uh, uh, easily to absorb things, can learn things fast. But you see, devil always know where is your punching line is. He always know where is your weak point it is. He doesn't use your strong point to, to deal with you. He finds your weak point and he keep buffeting it. He keep buffeting it. When he keep buffeting it, maybe only in all the rest of the area of your life you are well protected. But that strongest point depends on how strong in that. In. it's the weakest point, how strong it is. You'll find out that the weakest points we will always have is to depending on God's word. That's the point that of people I find out in this age become a lack, la- uh, become a lacking and the lacking. Right. People don't depend on the word, they're depending on their knowledge and about the word, but not to the face to believe what the word of God has said. Then the people become a waker and an the waker. they claim to be a message believer, claim to go to the church but seems like they never got a result why? they are listening to the word they have an intellectual understanding about the word but never that the word made a reality to them so that it can depending on it relying on it have faith toward God's word and take a hold of God's word and make things to happen Amen. but says said, it, how can I overcome? He said, I was crossing an old log the other day. He said, down a wash, or what is called a hollow. And I jump up on this log. And on the outside, it looked good. Looked like a big old beach log. But when I jump on it, he said, oh, what a great chunk of it, it fell off. It was a real rotten and doughty. I said, that's the way the Christians are becoming. They've been dead in sin and trespasses so long till they become a doughty. How they become a dote is because they are in a sin and the transpassers for so long that they become a dote. Sin is not necessarily for them to smoke or to drinking or doing a drug or do all those things. Sin is unbelief. When they're in the unbelief for so long, then they become a dote. Then it's still on the outside, it looks good, it's still on the outside, they're going to the church. But whenever there's a situation that happens, it seems like they just cannot overcome it. Every time they fall, if there is a thing that's happening, if somebody said certain things that are against their, uh, the direction of their feather. I have no word to, uh, to describe it, just anyway, you understand what I'm saying. It was just against the direction of their feather, and it would just rise them off. And the bitterness started to come And unforgiveness started to come and if there are certain people that is more beautiful than them, or there's a person that's more handsome than that, then the jealousy started coming. If there's a person that preach better than that, and that person's better than that, then the minister started getting the jealousies jealous about that too. I'm not talking about here, don't look on my back. You'll find out that that's the human being that's the nature of the human being no matter who you are no matter how well that you are thinking you are spiritual but we are we are exposed to that we're not immune to that. That's why you need a supernatural God that is in you to overcome all of that. When a mind battle is starting. One of the things of the greatest battle I ever fought in the there. If you just try to use your mind to against it, you will come to an end. You'll find out it will come to an end. You just cannot fight it any longer. Then you got a nervous breakdown, or you give it up, or you become a loss of joy over a salvation. You cannot go any longer. But if there is a supernatural God that is in you, no matter what situation. Rise up! no matter what environment that you're living in there was always a greater one rise up automatically that is in you to against offense But the people become a doughty that in this hour and then they become an outsider. This looks fine Isn't that it sounds like a Christian sometime they come to the church. It seems like everything's just okay But at the inside of them they're crumbling Inside of them, there's just a big chunk of the fall off, another chunk of fall off. And, uh, and uh, um, let me str- uh, slow down here. And a strange thing is Brother Bramley said, he said that they can hold no weight at all. They don't know what overcoming means. And I began to think of this text and overcome, keep life in you. When life went out, that's what brought the log to that condition. It's not that they don't have the preaching of the word. It's not that they don't have the tape or the MP3. It's not that they don't have the good church they're going to. It's when the life come out. When the life went out, that's brought that log to that condition. And then the Satan started coming in. And start to not take their intellectual understanding away, but it started taking the life out of them. You see, the Word is a life. What life? Christ's life. life. And the brethren talking about it, I remember I, I shared it with you in the, in the last service. What is the greater work to do? It's to impart eternal life. I have the quotes. I'll, I'll quote it to you a, a little later. It's to, uh, maybe I'll just quote you now. He said, and now notice, the greater works was to have the power in the church. Not only to heal the sick by prayer, cast out devils by prayer, but to impart eternal life to believer. Amen. He said, the Holy Ghost was coming and giving into the hands of the church to impart life. That's what a Calvary meant. It looked, it took stooped Degraded man and woman, and lift them into a place to be sons and daughters of a God, to heal the sick and to impart eternal life. By giving the Holy Ghost to obedient believers, men who were once unbelievers, to be made believers and impart spiritual eternal life. That is the greater work that the Lord gave us to do. But when the life come out, and that's the person, they can still claim to be a believer. They can still claim an era a Christian. They can still live out a certain moral standard. They can still live out a clean life, but it still doesn't have it. But Abraham said, and then there, you take a Christian that's supposed to be a Christian, Let the life of God go from Him and experience the joy of serving Christ and living in such a church where such is going on, He rottens twice as quick, right living right under. People can live in the church if life one dealt, they rotten twice as fast. That's why you find that the people who left the church and they go on the, go on their works and job and things. And they don't hold any longer. They can't hold. And, uh, they can't hold on. They can, uh, how to say, they can't hold the weight. the pressure and this age, the things that happened that are around them, just, uh, as soon as they left, it's crushed them. And you find, I, I find out that even, uh, for our young people, you know, though they are going to the BCA, they're coming to the church, they're born at a message home, but if they don't use this opportunity to receive the life, they're rotten twice as fast. On the outside, it seems no problem. Good kids, good daughter, good son, but on inside, they're rotten just as quick as it can be. You might not find out from the appearance of it, Uh but you can feel that. By the word of God, by the Holy Spirit, you do have the Holy Ghost to discern a situation that is in your home. You know, one day, there's a student uh, in a a BCA, and they come to me, and uh, I'll just have a little fellowship uh, with the students, and I ask, uh, I said, uh, uh, you know, what you learn? From this, uh from the BCA. What is the VCA done to you? And a student said, You know, after so many years, I become a more self-confidence. Oh. As soon as I heard that, yeah. my heart sunk. i was thinking, him Lord. Is this just all we produce? Yeah. Self-confidence? When a person tell me they have a self-confidence, you're heading for trouble. We're never supposed to have a self-confidence. Our confidence is in Him. I trust our teacher teaching our children not to have a self-confidence, but have a confidence to the one that is speaking the word to us to give us life, to give us the new birth. That's the one we're supposed to have a confidence in. It's not to the producer, the person, to have a self-confidence. confidence The self-confidence can only leading the people to destruction. We're never supposed to have that. We don't even trust in ourselves. We don't even trust our own behavior. We don't even trust our own mental, our mental conception. How are we gonna trust our, how are we gonna have a self-confidence? It's never is the purpose for us to be here to gain self-confidence. It's to lose our self-confidence, but put our confidence on God Himself. We find out that the people, you know, I find out that some people as soon as they left the school, they left an the environment, they left the, the protection, they left the school to go out into the world, they can't even survive for a month. Then it started to drop church. Then it started going with the wrong crowd. Then it started to do all kinds of things. The songs seems like very innocent to take a hold of them. And on the outside, it still seems fine. Still mom's a little boy. Still mom's a sweet girl. But on the inside, they're crumbling. Just chunk after chunk started falling off. Before I know it, You didn't even recognize it. Why? It's not to the church's problem. It's not to the school's problem. It's not to the home's problem. Though sometimes it is. But it's the person that in that environment doesn't take the opportunity to gain life. Doesn't take that opportunity. Students in BCA, you only got a 12 year. If you don't have the life in that 12 year, you are walking on a dangerous ground. Amen. People in the church all over here, I don't know when the Lord is going to call you. But before the Lord call you, that is your opportunity to receive life. Amen. If you miss an opportunity to receive life, to receive a life. But just receive a knowledge. Just receive an intellectual understanding. Just take it out. You become a hidden and in there. Become a more deceived than ever. Then you will find out a chunk after chunk start to fall off. Amen. When life gone out, they rotten twice as fast. For the said said, so if we're trying to follow the message of the hour, or at least this part of the message, we should live constantly in the life of Christ. This word, the message that vindicated in this hour, is the word that with life. But not just going through your mental understanding, not going through the conceiveness of your conception, of your intellectual, but it must be done into your soul. Down into your soul, it must change your desire. It must change your life. It must change your nature. It has to be the core of the core changed. Then from the inside out, that will be manifested. That's why the task or the duty of us is not to try to, behind a pulpit, try to impart some knowledge to the people. Try to give the church some of uh about what the prophet has said. Or what is the scripture has just said. But it's to pump in the life into the people. Pump in the life by the word of God. By the anointing of the Holy Spirit. To quicken that word into your heart. Because it is only the word of life that is in you can hold the weight. And then that when the pressure come, then it won't crush you. To preach of the word is not just a, give us a little sensation. Though that's good, give us a feeling. But don't take a little sensation just for an answer. Until you get a life. Get a life that's inside of you. That totally change your nature. Change what you loved before to love this. Change your desire for God. Change your desire used to be for this and that. Totally change your desire. Let your desire be holy for the word. Be holy for the life of Christ. You only got a few years to do that. Because if you don't do that, year after year, the heart just become harder. And hardened. And then you become a rottener and a rottener. And become a, you become a more pro to hide. You become more pro to pretend. Because you're never dealing with the true issue of it. You never deal with the core of the matter. The life has went out of you. You might have the knowledge. You might have the intellectual but the life has won out of you, or the life started sipping out. The purpose of our coming church, the purpose for us to listen to the message, is to live constantly in the life of a Christ. Amen. It's not just a living one time and on a Wednesday, on a Sunday morning, or the Sunday night. But live constantly in the life of God. You cannot just let it off, even in the moment. In this last age, did you find out that the buffet of Satan become not just day, but hours by hours by hour. Or if not by minutes. Just constantly, just rapidly. He won't let off the pressure. He just constantly buffeted. What can you make you to what, what can you make you to against it is it? constantly live in the life of a christ not constantly in a pump up not constantly just in an emotion not constantly just in anything else a sensation but constantly in the life of a christ and the life of a christ is only in the word in its hour there's no other things If you live constantly in the life of Jesus Christ, you won't go to the place that the Christ won't go. If you live constantly in the life of a Christ, you won't do things that Jesus won't do. If you live in the life of a constantly in a Jesus Christ, you won't say things that Jesus wouldn't say. Even if you said it's wrong, even if you said it's wrong, even if you think it's wrong, even if you done not think that it's wrong, you'll repent it right away. Why? Because it is the goodness of a God that will lead us to repentance. Amen. That's why the message comes. It's not just give us a whole bunch of quotes. It's not just give it a whole bunch of scripture. Though we do quote to the message. Though we do quote the scripture. Though we do use the message of this hour. Because we are on the final voice of the final age under our messenger. We are the final voice, not our voice to become a final voice, but this voice to become a final voice. When this voice is living in you, it's not your mouth quoting the scripture, you're quoting the scripture, but you leave for the scripture falls out. What can bring life? Only the message of this hour can bring life. And anything that's hybriding it, it takes the life out of it. Anything that you temper with it, with your own own uh, thoughts, with your own idea. As soon as you temper it, the life went out. You might be, you might be able can explain the word just like uh nobody, even better than a preacher, can explain it. But the life will sooner or later will show. The problem started to happen, you started dealing with you started running for life, you started going this, you started doing that, you'll find out before you know it satan started creeping in take a hold of you and the life is choked out but abraham said but now he said that enemy has come in in the name of the church and it's so deceiving this is the great age of deception he said when christ says so the two spirit will be so close in the last day till he would deceive the very elected if it was impossible he said that Christ spoke of the elected people for the last day. He said it would deceive the very elected if it were possible. So close. He said that people so live. People can live a clean, holy life. and Not be sinful. Adulterers and drunk drinkers and liars and gamblers. They can live above that and still not with it. Right. The life. Still not with it. The only reason that the bride is not be deceived. Is only because that you are predestinated to not be deceived. Amen. It's not because of how much knowledge that you gain. It's not because of how smart that you are. The only way that you cannot be deceived is because of you are predestinated not to be deceived. And if you do predestinate not to be deceived, you will constantly <laughs> live your life in the life of Christ of Jesus. Amen. Because only the elected of Jesus Christ can live a constant life in Jesus Christ. No other people can do that. They might be going to live a life for a while. But they cannot constantly live in the life of Jesus Christ. They cannot concentrate that the word of God that washing them day after day, year after year. Whenever they do wrong, they repent it right away. Only the elected person of God can repent. Election shows the love of God. The elected and predestinated people doesn't mean that they don't do wrong. Doesn't mean that they don't fall they might fall they might do wrong they might make mistakes they might fall in a trap but when they realize that or when the revelation come to reveal what their status is we reveal to them what situation that they are in they will tear in their eye they will come back say lord forgive me about that it's the goodness of a god lead a person to repentance and only the elected god elected a person of a god can repent a person can repent as a hero. Yeah, exactly. And the works every respect. Because no elect can repent. The proud can got a hold of them. The certain things that got a hold of them. And they wouldn't do it. And if it was long enough, I wonder if they exhausted the goodness of God. Does not try to pump in knowledge to people, but it's try to pump in the life of a Christ by the preaching of a word. Does not try to pump in the life to your children, but by leaving the token life that before them, uh, that will influence and impact their life. As I try to pump up at a person or stir up the emotion of the people or by the loudness of the preaching and to try to uh, wake them up. Those things will not wake them up. That emotion cannot awake them up. Do you know emotion is a very sacred thing? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sacred. S A C R E D. Not something sacred. Emotion is very sacred. To cry out in despair is very sacred. To shouting and screaming in joy is very sacred. In the feariness of a God and trembling in the presence of a God and a person fall down on their knee is very sacred. To even stand up acclaiming our family. That's very sacred. Amen. To lift up your hand and say Amen to the word with tear running down amen. is very sacred. Those emotions are all sacred. Because it must come from God that what he was dealing with you. When he spoke to your heart, when he was dealing with a certain situation, the emotion will come. It's not we try to start up to make an emotion happen, but it's a better word, a better presence of a God when God dealing with a person's heart. the person has to be emotional. To be sacred doesn't mean to be rare. Is that clear? Rare? Emotion is a sacred, but it's not something that is rare and very seldom to happen. How can we talk about the Lord without emotion? How can we hear the Word of God without something that stirs deep in our heart that on the outside we express it and we show to the Lord, the Lord, I believe. How can we see hear in the song it's like the Lord it's just uh, uh, just moving through the string that in my heart without a tear coming down. How can that the uh, Lord when dealing with us and then ask us for repentance and without me standing up and then raise up our hand to the Lord. Lord forgive me for that. Yes. How can we not have emotion?
5: Right.
4: Yeah. Emotion is a sacred but it's not something that's rare. Emotions should be happening every day When we talk about the Lord Every time when we come to the church When we hear it the word And we raise up our hands And say, Lord, amen That's exactly the truth No matter how hard it is Maybe skinning me off Or maybe the knife Like the word of God Cutting my heart But Lord, yet it's hurt by still the truth amen. Amen. Sacred emotion amen. Is not something that is rare it should happen to us every day. It should happen to our heart every time when the presence of a god fallen here. All in all is to yield yourself to what is the word has spoke to you. You need to do whatever it is you need to do to yield yourself to the dealing of the Word of God. To listen to it. And then out of the depths of your heart, you're crying out unto the Lord. And cry unto the Lord to reveal Himself to us personally. And then, your whole life's changed. We need to be more sincere than ever when we come to the end of this age. Some people said, well, that's the grace of God we just wait for until the God is moving. They maybe said, well, not He that wills it or Him that run us, but it's the God that show us. But do you realize God is reaching mercy? God is reaching grace? He said, well, whenever the time of God is coming, He will do it. The time of a God is right now. The Word has been vindicated. The Word has a coming to us. That's the time that you need to claim it. You need to claim it that this is, it belongs to you and this is for you. If we don't claim it as the right as this moment, how long are we going to wait? If we don't claim that the promise of a God to our children, to our family, how long are we going to wait? If we don't claim the life of a Christ are living in us, how long are you going to wait? The devil and you are running the race. He was running the race with the faster and the faster to take the life out of you. And you should be running the race faster and faster. Get closer to God. Lord, don't let me miss the chance. Such a nervous breaking down age. The Lord said also it is the golden age. The prophet said in the invincible union, He said, I'm thankful to God to be living in this time of the closing scenes of this world history. He said, I would have chosen this age for I think this is the golden age. Why is the golden age? He said, I certainly would have loved to have been here during the time of his visit to the earth. But still, I think it is right now is a greater time because it's a time that he's coming to take the people that is redeemed. He said, in the era of the resurrection, when all the redeemed will come forth, what a glorious opportunity we have to speak to a dying people. Great time. We're enthused about it. The reason this is the golden age because He is coming to take it to the people that He has redeemed. This is the end time. This is the last age. And this is the God Himself. This Christ come to claim that we rightfully be- belongs to Him. He claimed whom? He claimed the predestinated seed of Him that before the foundation of the world that is already in the thoughts of God, which is you and me. That's what He come to claim before. What He used to claim? He used His Word to claim us. You know, claim this is on both sides. He claim you, and you claim him. He claim me, and I claim him. When he's sending the word to us to claim us, then I claim and this is word to me. When he opened up the book, and opened up the seal, and it is given it to the book, then an angel commanded me to say, go take the book, then I go and say, give me that book. This is my position, this is my authority. This is the rights of the God, to give it to me. He claimed me, then I claim him. That's the purpose of His coming He come to claim me And that I claim Him The word has come How can we claim the word? You must line up with the word Then you can claim it If you don't want to line up with the word The message won't come to you But Abraham said invisible union. He said, but then watch again to the spiritual church. How that group of people called out, they elected. Though every, through every revival. In Martin Luther, it happened the same way in the Reformation. It happened the same thing in the time of John Wesley. It happened the same thing when Pentecost first started. They dropped them woman right back in, in line with the word. And then they drifted away. There she goes right back over into chaos. But then the time that the people are ready to line up, there is a message comes forth and they line with it. He said that the time that the people are ready to line up, then the message give it to them. Then he said in the same message, but you notice when the people begin to try to line with the word, there comes a fresh message from the word of God, right straight to the people. Amen. Amen. It has to be the person ready to line up with the word. That means the Lord, whatever you said, I want to line up with it. I want to tone myself to it. No matter how hard it is, how difficult it seems like, but Lord, in my heart, I will do all I can. I will do everything to put up, to pay every cost, to that in order to line up with the Word. We have a problem. We have a question. And but before God come down to solve the problem with the Word, before He answer our question, you know, God ask us a question. It's not just to answer our question. Lord, when are you going to do this? Lord, how are you going to do this? Lord, in what way that you can do this? Lord, I've been going through this for a long time. Lord, when, when are you going to do this for me? God will ask a question before He answers you. Are you ready to line up with the Word? Only when you're ready to line up with the Word, then He sent the Word. And the Word is the cure. Word is the remedy for every situation that you are in. But you must have your heart ready that you want to line up with the Word. And when you're ready, when you desire to line up with the Word, then God sends you a message. Not just a message generally to the whole group of people, but a message sent to you specifically and personally. We don't want just a general message to us. Amen. I have the message. I have the, I hear it in the preaching. I don't want a message to just come to we. I want a message to come to me. Amen. But before I can get a personal message from God, I must be lined up, ready, desire to line up with the word. What a general message is benefited to me. What is the general message to everybody, but without being personally to me? was just to everybody else. We need the message to become a personal to us. To become a personal to you. Whatever He speaks, that you hear it. So Lord, this is the message to me. I want to line my, lie myself up to it. Amen. Amen. Before God can answer your question, He ask you a question. Are you ready to line up with the Word? And you'll find other people that's not every time ready to do that. And still, they claim that they're, they want to have the word. They want to have God answer their situation. They want to go, uh, see God come on the scene and to dealing with their situation to help them out, to go out to the trap that they're in. But they wouldn't want to ready. They wouldn't, they wouldn't want to line up with it. Remember I'm saying, possessing all things is that when a sinner can see that you don't have to sin, it's a lot of people, they sin because they have to sin. And that's pitiful shape, pitiful shape, when you say you have to sin. But when you realize that you don't have to sin anymore, there is a the people that just stand up and curse and laugh in your face and call you an idiot and everything else, they're willfully sinner. See, then there's no hope for them. But that man who does something constantly, did some of you find out you're in that situation? I don't expect you to say amen, because you're going to expose yourself. He said, but that man who does something constantly, not constantly living the life, but constantly doing wrong. Constantly, it seems like it becomes Habit. But there's two categories of those type of people. He said, he does things. He said, about a man who does something constantly, they don't want to do it. But it seems like something just got a hold of them. They just cannot get out of it. It seems like they're in a lock. The Satan just locked them up. but They just couldn't break the lock out of it. They're just constantly doing things wrong. Constantly falling in a trap. Constantly in the situation that they're not supposed to be. But it seems like it couldn't help. He said, uh, he said he steals. He don't want to. Anybody still here? He said he lies. He said he don't want to. He said he does things he doesn't want to do. He don't want to be a sinner. He said there's a hole for him. If you can let him see, what is the truth? Hope is coming, presenting the truth to that person. You don't have to be that way. You may be still, you may be drinking, you may be smoking, you may be overdosing and drunk, you may be do all kinds of things, but you don't have to be that way. You may be lost, you may be watching things you shouldn't watch, you may be in the things that you don't want, you don't want to do every night when when your head hits the pillow, you regret what you've done. You don't have to do that. Reason you don't have to do that is because you don't want to do that. Then there is a hope, and now I'm presenting you the truth of it. You don't have to be a sinner. It's the devil trying to lie to you. So you have to do, you have to do. The prophet said you don't have to be a sinner. Yeah. There's a, something in you can break you out of the lock of Satan. You're in the right spot right now. Because you don't want to be that. That's why you want to sit here. There's hope for him if he can let him see What is the truth? It says, see, come up to God's promise and lay your faith on that and walk out there to the enemy. He just simply can't hold it no longer. That's all. Because it's yours. What is it? You're ready to line up with God's Word. You said, I don't have an ability. I never asked you to have an ability or not. Nobody have an ability to line up with the Word. I only ask you, do you want to? Yes. And that is the God said, Are you ready to line up with the Word? Yes. If you're ready to line up with the Word, then the message, the fresh message, and going right to your situation. Yes. If you're ready, ready to line up with the Word, yes. Ready means the Lord, no matter cost what. It might cost my reputation. It might cost my family. But I'm ready to line up with the Word. I've been tortured by the demon long enough. I don't want that. Lord, I'm ready to line up with your Word. When you're ready to line up with the Word, then prophet said that there's a fresh message right to you. And then that message will break the lock hold of Satan. Then you'll find out that the preaching of the word become a taking effect on you. Then you'll find out that when you read another message, the Lord is speaking to you personally. Because if you're in that situation, you said, I don't want to. When you're ready to line up with the Word, you will find out that the Word become a personal, The Word become a demonstrating power. The Word has started taking the prisoner bar, breaking it, and it delivers you, and you can cry it out, like the prophet saw in elevation said, Deliver! Deliver! Delivered. delivered! Why? Because you're ready to line up with the Word. Then you can claim the message. Then you can claim every promise of God, because every promise of God is you. When you're ready to line up with the Word, then the healing power come. He said, I'm ready to heal you. If you're ready to line up with the word. I'm ready to deliver you. If you're ready to line up with the word. Then there's no situation. is too hard for the Lord. Everything become possible Because you ready to line up with the word. Then you give the word and the power, then to go on behalf of you, start to dealing with the situation, start to pull your children back, start to fix the marriage problem, and everything become possible because you're ready to line up with the word. That every promise of a God you can claim. And if Satan has robbed you. Of the privilege of a being a son. Or a daughter of a God. We have a right this morning. Yes, by the Holy Ghost. Oh, to enforce the claim of a God. Said, bring them back. Amen. Amen. Satan rob your provi- pri- privilege. To be a son and daughter of a God. What does the Bible say? He said, but as many as receive Him, to them give Him power to become the Son of God. Even to them that believe on His name. He give you, what? Right to become a son and daughter of God. Because the power, in a Greek, that means right or privilege. To be a son and daughter of God is your right. To act to the authority of a son and daughter of a God it's your right. It's not something that you're bagging. It's something that you possess. It's something that the God gave it to you. It's a rightful that belongs to you. But a squatter tries to rob your rights out of you. But when you're ready to line up with the word of a God, you have the perfect right, the privilege to be the son and daughter of a God, and then acting upon your rights of son and daughter of a God, and then the Holy Ghost on your behalf to pleading and to acting, and you will find out a situation will be solved. Holiness is your right. It's not the law to bind you. Holiness is your privilege. is your right. Think about what a privilege, what a right that you have. You women, I mean you sisters, you don't have to put a powder on your face. You don't have to put a lipstick on your lips. You're ready enough. Don't worry about it. You don't have to put an eyebrow, an eyelids, and everything. Think about it, what a level of pressure that you have. You're going to spend thousands and thousands of dollars, and you're going to spend hours and hours before the mirror. Maybe you're still doing that. And trying to fix yourself up before you can go out of the door. What a pressure. <laughs> you used to be that. You used to be that you have to spend two hours. Just have to make it a right enough. Just have to make it as a black enough. Just have to pinch all the hair out of you. I mean eyebrows out of you. I try to put a powder. Okay, one one layer is not enough. Let's put a second layer. Let's put a third layer, fourth layer, sixth layer. And you cannot even smile. <laughs> because of them will fall off. How can you come to altar to cry? You'll become a great canyon. What a pressure. Don't you know to be son and daughter of a God, He take away the pressure? What a privilege that you have. The old man died. Why do you having to dig him up and try to beat an old you again? God has taken away the pressure all of you. He lets you become a privileged son and daughter of God. It's a privilege. It's not a law. The rage has enough pressure for you. He wants to take you out of the pressure. You don't have to spend two hours before the mirror. What are you spending for? You only got hair to worry about. Just play it and do whatever you want to do. To just go out, you don't have to put a powder in this and that. You don't have to do this and that. Everything becomes simplified. I'm a simplified. It's your privilege to be son and daughter of God. It's not abiding you. For the said, if he afflict to you and make you sick, brother Hugh. Oh, where is he? <laughs> he said, uh, We have a right before God to enforce the law of God. Amen. But Ryan, if you listen to this. Yes. By His stripes, we are healed. Amen. 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 Bring Him back. I wonder if we can pray, if we can praise God in the face that we have right now, bring Brother Ryan back. Turn him loose. Satan, you are taking him out of here under death and we claim him. Bring him back now. That's for everyone. That's not only for the sickness. That's not only for the people who need a physical healing. That's for the people that need a mental healing too. That's for the people who need a soul healing too. Bring him back. You have to depend on a supernatural remedy. The prescription will come to an end. The drug will come to an end. It must be jump from the train of knowledge come to the train of life. Well, sooner or later, you have to do this. Why don't we do this right now? Yeah. This is the time that you can claim your rights. Yeah. But remember, the last reinforcement restored it back to its natural condition again. Is your son out of a natural condition? Is your daughter out of a natural condition? Are they become a feminist, Should they become a masculine? That's out of their natural condition. But guess what? God gave you a promise. He said that you can restore them back. Yes. To restore means to bring back. Or to restore a claim can be enforced. Now, to bring anything back to its rightful owner where it belongs to your son doesn't belong to Satan. Your daughter doesn't belong to Satan. Your daughter, or your son doesn't even belong to you. God let him abhor your family for a purpose. It's not for them to be taken away by Satan. God put his own seed under your auspices. God put his own gene, his own attribute in the atmosphere that so you can teach them. That so you can teach them. You can you can, uh, uh, talk them. That so you can instruct them. And you can be a life example before them. When Satan tried to rob them away, bring them out of a natural condition, you have a perfect right as a son and daughter of God. And I asked the Satan said, "Lay your hand off of my son. Turn your hand off of my daughter. It's a natural property." He said, that's the enforcement. Restore it back to its a natural condition. It's that a man is sick. Baby is sick. Woman is sick. They're out of their natural condition. Then we have a right to enforce our claim. Not our claim. It's our claim because God gave it to us. He said the only thing you know, have to do, is know how to let go and let God you keep fighting at it, say, it will never work. When you let go and let God, let's all. Young people, you know you don't have to fight. All these habits, all the different things, and to try to deprive your joy and your salvation. How can you be a black, white bird? How can you be a black, white sheep? There's no such a thing. You can't mix the wrong with the right. When there is something that a, that tried to rob your privilege, let you do this, let you do that. And in your heart you know it's wrong. It's not only you know this wrong, in your heart you don't want to. You hate those things. You hate to be deprived. Uh, deprived. You hate that the devil will take away your joy. Take away your privilege. Take away that, that altar that you went up there. You give your heart to the Lord. And a few months, a few years later, you seem that you lost your joy of salvation. What he it did, it's not the rightful, that Satan do it rightfully. He robbed your privilege. And you don't have to be that. Like the prophet said, you don't have to be a sinner. As long as you're ready to line up with the Word of God. You just let go. So, Lord, I hate those things. I'm ready to, tow to Your Word. Lord, I'm ready to line up with Your Word. In my heart. But Lord, I myself, I cannot do it. But in my heart, in the total desire, in the nature of me, that You give it to me. Lord, I want to line up with Your Word. And then God will send a fresh message to you. said, You don't have to be that way. Receive the Word, the promise of God who the Son of God will set you free, that you are free indeed. The prophet said, I am an heir of all things. Amen is given to me. I'm an heir. I can claim everything that God promised me. Amen. There you are. It's mine. How do you get it? Something you've done? No, sir. It's unmerited a gift that God give us. And it's ours. It belongs to us. It's mine. Lay it down. Amen. Glory. I like that. Satan, you laid it down. You took it from me. You give it back. Because I'm serving notice on you. I've got a notice written right here on the word. Heaven and earth will pass away. But this notice shall not when you're ready to line up with the word, when you're ready to lay down all your own thoughts, or your own reasoning, you said, I can't live the life. I just can't do this. That's your own reasoning. The prophet never say that. The promise of God never say that. He said that when you're ready, no matter what God calls, how much you're going to put it on, when you're ready, you will lay it down. You have the right to do it. And you have the power and the privilege to do it. And then, God will send you the Word. And then the Word will wash you clean. He said that there's only one thing could do it. And that would be God come down Himself. And took your place in the form of Son of God, Jesus Christ. And I wash you by the water. Of the washing of the water by the Word. He said, a word, not a denomination, the word washed you. But if you won't stand in the water of the word, how are you going to be washed? Yes. He said, a sin is unbelief. Unbelieving what? The word. Unbelieving God, which is the word. He said, a pure, oh a living swim for the skies. Amen. Standing ready. Think, your garment washed by the water of the bleeding word. The word become a blood. The word of blood for you. And you are washed in bleeding word. The word bleeding. The life of a God in the word. Right. And the word was a blood for you. Yes, when you're ready to do that, God will send you the washing power. Hallelujah. That was a high pressure washing. Yeah. And it will take off everything. No matter what sin the devil put it on you. When you receive the word of a God, He will constantly washing you. Then you're living constantly in the life of Jesus Christ. Because the word of Jesus Christ is constantly washing you. He says the life of God in the word. He said, and the word was a blood for you that you might be washed from the filth of this prostitutes and be cleaned and sanctified by the washing of the water of the word and it makes your mind and heart stay on God and on his word. By washing off the Word. And now you're clean before God. Hallelujah. And then you can claim everything. Hallelujah. Let God give it to you. Amen. And Satan have no rights that are on you anymore. Amen. The Scripture said, let me wrap it up over here. Hereafter I will not talk much with you. For the prince of this world comes and has nothing in me. Amen. Let me read it another translation for you. He said, I will not talk to with you much more. For the prince, the evil genius, ruler of the world, is coming. And he has no claim on me. He has nothing in common with me. There is nothing in me that belongs to him. And he has no power over me when this prince of this world yep. to the prince of heaven, yep. when they meet together, yep. and Jesus said, he has nothing in me. Right. In another word, there's nothing in me that he can come to claim. so said, that belongs to me. <laughs> Satan has come to Jesus. And he said, if you bow to me, I'll give the whole world to you. And Jesus said, only if you worship me, and Jesus said, "Get behind me!" In another word, when Satan tried to come to claim Jesus, there's nothing in him that he can claim for. And he tried to claim his soul. There's nothing in there. He's the Word manifested in the in the flesh. When Satan tried to claim his mind, he couldn't even claim his mind because when he was in the Gethsemane, and he said, "Not my will, Lord, but Your will be done." Satan have nothing to claim. Then Satan finally, he said, I claim your body. And Jesus said, you cannot even claim my physical body. Because of my body is me. I laid it down. You never taken my body. I laid it down. Satan, this body doesn't even belong to you. Lord, it deteriorated. Lord, I have a stripe on it. Lord, he nailed it nailed on a cross. But I will risen it up after three days. He has nothing that he can claim. If he has nothing, he can claim in Jesus' dead. He has nothing that he can claim you right now. The prince of this world will come. And then to try to claim your soul. He can't claim the soul. Because God said that soul belongs to me. That is my gene. That is my attribute. There is nothing you can claim. And then when it comes to clean your mind, then you say, the Lord, I know this is the greatest battle ever fought, but Lord, not my will, but your will be done. I cast down my reasoning. I cast down my imagination. There's nothing in you. I want to take God to clean your body. Oh,
5: hallelujah. They can't even clean
4: your body said I die. I go to the grave. But Lord said I will resurrect him. He has nothing to claim. Let me declare to you pride of Jesus Christ. He has nothing to claim. Your body don't belong to him. Your mind don't belong to him. Your soul don't belong to him. claim nothing in Jesus. Why? You were in him. You are gene of God in him. If there is one gene, if there is one attribute that have a wrong in there, Satan can claim it. If there is one gene that had a problem, that in Jesus, Satan can claim it. But Jesus said, you have nothing that you can claim. Every gene belongs to me. Every attribute belongs to me. And there's no fault in that attribute. There's no mistake in that gene. There's no sin in that gene of God. He has nothing to claim, but you have everything that you can claim. The joy belongs to you. The peace belongs to you. The strength belongs to you. The healing belongs to you. Your son belongs to you. Your daughter belongs to you. Your family belongs to you. Because he has nothing that he can claim, but you have everything that you can claim. Because the one that have a right to claim has already claimed you. He said every of son of child of God, is said father, I lose none of them. They're all in me. The are all gene and attributes of me. There's no sin in me. There's nothing Satan can claim. No one can claim them. Out of my hand.
5: Oh hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah.
4: And then Satan come to you and said, no you done wrong. You make this mistake. You make that mistake. But you say, Lord, I confess my sin. I confess my sin. And that sin drop into the blood, drop into the bleach, and Lord break it down, break it down, break it down. It doesn't even break on to Jesus, that sin breaking down to Satan to himself, because you are virtuous, bride of Jesus, Father, there's no sin in you, you never even sin in the first place. Why? Because you belong to that simple. Even when you make a mistake, but when it breaking down, it breaking down back to Satan. That's why you never even sinned in the first place. Instead of you are virtuous, spotless bride of Jesus Christ. Amen. Satan has a claim on us. Instead of you're born in sin, you're shipping in iniquity. You're coming to the earth that you're speaking lie. But by the born again. Yeah. By the new birth. Another one has a claim to me. It's the nature of a Christ has a claim to me. But a quickening power, he of my soul, he of your soul. When was a great, when Satan come he can claim nothing. Why? Because the old man is dead. He can only claim that old man. But it's a new man. He can have nothing that there to claim. And as Satan tried to come back. He said, Victor you used to do drugs. He said, This person used to smoke. This person you used to lust. You do all those things. But when it come again. Yeah. He put out the same temptation on you. Yeah. He put that same smoking on you. He put that same lust on you. Yeah. But he find a surprise. Because there is nothing. That he can claim. Yeah. The drug cannot claim you anymore. The smoke cannot claim you anymore. The pornography cannot claim you anymore because the old man has died. There's no desire in there. Then when he come, he said, "I claim you," and then you said, "Satan, you have no right to a anymore." There's no response in there. There's no desire in there because I'm a new man in Jesus Christ. He got nothing that he can claim. There's nothing in you. There's nothing in me. You said that those you want to do it. Those the internet, those social media, young people, whatever, they're trying to claim you. You stand up before Satan, come to deal with him, said I'm a new man. Jesus has made me new. You have no claim on me. There is nothing here in common with you. <laughs> the people they can live a good life the people they can live on the outside but there is nothing in there that's why when Satan come he can claim them because they only wash the clean on the outside but they are not of the gene not to the attributes of a God so Satan come. He said, I come faster. He said, I live it a holy life. I live it a clean life. I don't smoke, I don't drink. I don't do all of those things. But Satan said, your soul still belongs to me. You're born in sin. You're shipping iniquity. He still got something that he can claim. That's why it's not just to live a clean. That's why it's not just come to church. That's why it's not just to confess I'm a believer. I pay my tithes, i pay my offer. It's not that. It's to recognize who you are. Amen. Only the gene of God can receive the word. Only the attributes of God can line up with the word of God. If you have that desire in you, you should be the happiest people in the world. Because when Satan comes, he can claim all the clean people. He can claim that the people don't smoke. He can claim that the people don't drink. He can claim that the people go to church. He can claim all of them. Because they don't have the gym in God. They don't have the attributes of that. They can't stay with the word. But when he comes to you, you say, oh Lord, I'm so weak. Lord, I've done so many things that's wrong. But Lord said, did you confess that? He said, yes, Lord, I confess. Lord, I confess it before you. Lord, I don't want to be that. God himself show that you are the attributes of God. And then when Satan comes, when he try to claim that he finds that there is nothing that he can claim. Because your gene, your soul, you are the attributes of God himself. The prince of this world has come. But he has nothing in me. And as stand. That little eagle. That was living in the chicken coop. He's longing something, but he doesn't know what he's longing for. He was a yearning, but he doesn't know what he's a yearning for. Something that's moving in him. Lord, this doesn't belong to me. I live in this world. I live in a chicken coop. But I cannot be satisfied. Where the chicken goes, I go. Where the chicken ate, I ate. But there's nothing in common in me. I go in the world. I'm joking with them. They're cussing. They do these things. I maybe smile. And I try to, to fit in with the group. But in, down in my heart, Lord, it's just not right. I'm, I'm yearning. I'm longing for something else. You know what? Because you're an eagle. You know what? Because you are a gene of a God. That's why the Satan every time tried to claim and he couldn't claim you. People. You know why? Young people especially. You know why sometimes you feel you're just one step to that overdose drug? You know why you're just one step to that smoking? To that drinking? To the lust of the pornography? Young girls, do you know sometime you're just one step away from losing your virginity? Young boy, do you know you sometimes you're just one step just before you go get to the adultery? You know why? Is that because your moral standard is high? Is that because you're born in a um, message home? Is that because you're coming to the church? No. There's a gene in you. That gene that's in you, that's holding you. Amen. Wouldn't let you to do it. Amen. Victor. Amen. That it sure is sure as a testimony. The one time he was a doing this wrong. And he was almost lost his mind. And he crossed the street without even looking. But it just some voice said to him, stop. When he stopped, the car zooming in a hundred kilometer an hour right in front of him. One more step. The devil would take his
5: life.
4: But there is a jinn there. Amen. Amen. The devil said, I'll claim him, Victor. You've been deep in sin enough. Now is my time. I can claim him. The Lord said, stop, Satan. Amen. There is one soul in there that you couldn't claim. Right. There's one gene in there. It doesn't belong to you. That life belongs to me. Amen. Let's bow our head. What situation are you in? What condition are you in? As the presence of a God in here. And he's to try to dealing with your heart. I wonder if some of our people that in the heart of the heart that you want to say to the Lord, Lord, I've been in this condition too long. I've been in this rotten condition too long. It seems like a chunk after chunk sort of fall off this big log because of life is feeding away have you feel that way young or old sister or brother whoever you are have you come to the point that you got so nervous in your heart you don't know what to do it seems like everything goes wrong do you know God is calling you you know, he tried to say to you, you're still the jinn of God. You're still my child. You don't have to be a sinner. You don't have to be just fading away like this. I wonder if anybody, that in your heart you want to line up with the word. That you want to raise up your hand to the Lord and say, Lord, I want to line up with your word. No matter what cost, I need to pay. But Lord, I want to line up with Your Word. May the Lord bless you. Dear Heavenly Father. Lord, I feel the a strange presence of God this morning, Lord. Lord, even before the service, when I woke up early, I tried to seek Your will. Lord, I believe you are going to do something special for our people, Lord. Or sometime in a preach like this, it's hard. Lord, I have to plow through and plow through. But Lord, when I saw your people with a sincere heart, want to line up with the word of a God. Or then you can send a fresh message to us. And the fresh message, wash us clean. And said Satan You have nothing in my people From the raising of their hands From the opening of their heart That shows to you Satan You have nothing In God's people You have no claim on them Because there is nothing in them That you can claim for Because the one The Lamb of God Has already claimed us Father I thank you Lord I just pray you, Lord, go with our people, Lord. This is your people, Lord. To deal deeply in their hearts, let them understand this is not something that is normal. This is not something that just every day we go to church. But this is God, so I'm really moving amongst them. Try to tell them who they are and what their stands. That in God's word, they are right now sitting in heavenly places. Lord, I just pray that the Spirit of a God that it reveal Yourself to them. Whenever Satan come again to them, Lord, try to claim anything. Lord, made it rise up toe-to-toe with Satan. said, to Satan, you have no claim on my soul. You have no claim on my spirit. You have no claim even on my body either. Oh God, we have everything that we can claim. Lord, we claim the clear mind. We claim the healing of the physical body. We claim the healing of the mental, Lord. We claim the deliverance. We claim the dealing of the Holy Spirit. We claim the rebirth. Lord, we claim the new life. Lord, we claim our family. Lord, we claim our boys. We claim our girls. We claim everyone. Because Satan has no claim. Father we thank you Lord Lord I just pray you that the spirit go with your people that even that is a moment while you're dealing with them Lord don't let us just still go home and forget it about it Lord let us understand this Lord Lord let us really give our whole being to you what a privilege that we have that we can give our whole being to you not to give it to Satan's devices, not to give it to Satan's scheme and everything, but we give it to God Himself. Oh Lord, we thank you, Lord. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Can I read you a last quote? But I don't want you to take it at your heart an invisible union the prophet said you are standing completely justified as though you never did it at the beginning he said this is my message to the church now you are standing if you are standing on God's word and with God's word every amen every jot every title where are you standing i'm trying to telling you pull away from them shocks and get out here in the weight where you can get right before the som i hear the coming of the combine you are standing complete justified like you never did it in the first place hallelujah talk about a Thanksgiving I feel real good I'm more thankful for that than anything I know of you are the pure virtuous sinless bride of the Son of the Living God every man and woman that's born of the Spirit of a God and washed in the blood of a Jesus Christ and the believes Every word of God stands as though you never sinned at the first place. You are perfect, Brother Jeremy. The blood of Jesus Christ. Take this word home. And come back again when Brother John's has come. I trust we will have a different service tonight. When a bride really know who she is, what she stands for, and by God so that she can do a greater work, she will become invincible army. And this day, this scripture fulfilled in your year. I love you all. I will thinking about if a man can love you like this, how much more our God will love you. Each one of you. Believe the Word of a God. Line up to every word of God. No matter you have ability or you don't have an ability, but you have a desire to do so. If you have that, God has sent a fresh message that is vindicated by the Holy Spirit that on this hour, the message of this hour is vindicated through and through to us. And you can rely on it. Put all your whole heart on it, and every word of a God will come to pass. Shall we sing a song? Uh, Brother Mark wrote the song. What is the title of it? Faith, uh, facing the wind, or yeah, let's sing it together. Song that said it do not struggle but set your wind and the winds of face. I know this is very unusual to me. I just want to ask you. Do you feel you want to come to the altar? To dedicate your life again? Do you feel you want to come to the altar? To give your heart to the Lord again. Not by the music. You know, I feel like... I feel like if I didn't call this, I, I would feel the Lord. When I was singing, something just in me said, do it all call. Give them a chance. Let them come on over. Rededicate our life. Whatever problem that you have, Come to the altar, not to this altar. When I talk about the altar of your heart before the Lord, yeah, yes. but I need to give you a chance to that. Just to make a room for the people. I know I I don't ever, I don't hardly ever do this, but something just in my heart I want to do this. As I feel it. If I don't do how I feel the Lord. I try to close it, but something just won't let me do it. The one that at the back, you can bow your head and I pray for the people that are coming in front. Don't let me pray for you, brothers and sisters. You pray for yourself. You open up your mouths. As I said, emotion is a sacred thing. Was such a sacred thing that you can cry it out unto the Lord in the despair. If there isn't a liking that in your life, if there's any situation, whatever that is in your life, just come before the Lord and open up your heart. I don't know, I don't know your trials, I don't know your difficulties, I don't know what our situation that you are in, but you come before the Lord, open up your heart and the mouth and cry it out to the Lord and pray for it. And then the oh Lord move moving amongst our people. Oh God,
1: Jesus, Jesus. Oh God,
4: we thank you, Lord. Lord, forgive us, Lord. Lord, we repent before you, Lord. Lord, if there's any sin that in our life, Father, Lord, we repent before you, Lord. Lord, to some people it may be the last chance that we have. Lord, to some people maybe this is the first time ever they can come before you. But Lord, no matter it's the last or no matter it's the first, Lord, I pray just let every one of them take a hold of the promise of a God, and don't let them miss any of this. Jesus, I know you're dealing with our people. I know you're dealing with our children, Lord. Oh God, and let the Spirit of a God just move mightily that from each one, from boy to girl, from young people to older people, Lord, don't leave every none, none of them behind. Oh Lord, I just pray. You, speak to the heart. Lord. Oh, some people they may become for their children, Lord, and may today be their day, Lord. Lord, be this morning, be the morning that we lay every burden. Let it down at our altar. Lord, I mean this morning, I mean the morning, we lay every child, everything that I couldn't deal with, that we couldn't bring to, Lord, we're making everything lay down there. Oh God, and we claim, we declare to Satan, he has nothing he can claim on his people. Satan, you are defeated. Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ, I declare to you, you are defeated. You tried to bring me out of this pulpit. You tried to let me stop. But Lord, I followed your will. I followed your word. and said, so Lord, when the people coming here, when they lay down their burden, when they kneel before you, not before man, in the name of Jesus Christ, that a great eagle that flies through here, that a calling this little eagle, said it just jump a little higher, I will take a hold of you. Oh Lord we lay every burden down Lord we lay every habit That is not good for you We lay this down We lay every evil self down We lay all the bitterness down We lay all the jealousy down We lay all the depression down In the name of Jesus Christ, Satan you cannot Hold the depressed the girl Or boy any longer you have no rights to claim them. And by the God's grace, we claim every one of them. Oh Lord, even the people that have been wayward, that is not in this assembly, that's supposed to be here. Lord, even that is a moment that the Holy Spirit will go, take them back, deal with their heart. Oh God, you don't let them go or make their life miserable until they give their heart to you. Oh, we claim every one of them. Father, oh, we thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, we know, we know you're rich mercy, Lord. How oh, we love you, how oh, we thank you, Lord. Father, you said your bride is a complete, virtuous, sinless bride. Lord, as soon as we confess our sin, Lord, you drop that into the bleach. Lord, you're breaking down and all the sin will be laid in the head of Satan. Lord, we thank you, Lord. That's why we can claim our cleanness. We can claim we have virtues. We can stand before you with the cleanest heart, with the purest status. Father, we thank you, Lord. May all the glory belong to you. Oh Jesus, we know you're doing that a great work. Amongst your people, oh God, I just pray for every daddy, I pray for every mommy that's me and my wife included it as well. Lord, sometime at our heart is a burden for our children, Lord. We lay that burden on you, Lord. Upon the just before the feet of Jesus Christ, Lord, any children that is not in their ought-to-be situation. Lord and man of God that move deeply. Lord, like our brother has to preach brood embrace Lord, brood embrace Lord, even that is a moment Lord, Lord they know they are not in their ought to be position, Lord they try to hide, they try to run but Lord, in the spirit of a God just take them back Lord, just abound out the heart and let them become a prisoner of Jesus Christ Lord, we are not leaving one hoof behind, Lord Lord, Satan cannot claim us. Satan cannot claim our children either. Lord, you said in the Book of Isaiah, "Said I shall save thy children." Lord, is not you shall. But Lord, we believe you already done it Lord. Oh, hallelujah! Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. For this is an altar that a broken hearted can come here, can lay down their burden, and their hearts can be mended. But this is an altar that a backslider can come back with tear in their eyes, saying, No more Satan, I'm coming to give my heart to the Lord. Oh, that this is an altar. That a sick body can be healed. Oh Lord, and this is an altar. That a depressed a girl and a boy. Lord, their hearts and their mind can be repaired. Lord, send them out of an incense and infusion. Satan cannot hold them any longer.
1: Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. We believe you, Lord.
4: We believe you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, you are the victorious one. Lord, we claim that you are the victorious one, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Oh, God, let him take a hold of the promise of a God to believe you. To believe every promise of a God is the truth. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes, Jesus. Only believe. Lord, that's what we do. We only believe, Lord. We only believe you.
5: Only believe.
4: Oh, visit. Yes, Lord, and that's what we're here for. Oh, we believe all things
5: that are possible. we oh, believe. Yes, Lord, we just believe, Lord. Oh, we believe. Thank you.
4: Is only take that two words. Only believe. No matter what is in your heart, I don't care what situation that you are in, yeah. only believe. And we're coming before the service. That's the only purpose that we're coming here, Lord. We only believe. And at the end of the service, that we do the same thing. We only believe. You know Satan can hold you and no, can cannot hold you any longer? Do you believe that Amen. Satan cannot hold you any longer, Amen. and Satan cannot hold your children any longer, Amen. and Satan cannot hold your family any longer? Amen. No matter what situation you're he cannot hold it any longer. Amen. Why he has no claim on you, but you have every claim yes. that you can claim?
5: Hallelujah.
4: May the Lord bless you. Let us bow our heads again. Our dear Heavenly Father. How marvelous you are, Lord. Lord, a man can make so many mistakes, Lord. Lord, as a man, I fail you so many, so many times. But Lord, you never fail, Lord. You know the hearts of the people, Lord. Because they are your people. They're your sheep. They're your children. You know every need of them. So Lord, I believe you met every need. Now it is our turn to just only believe. Lord, we're not going to listen to Satan any longer. He has no claim on us. We have nothing in common with him, Lord. And he finds nothing in us. No, he's a prince of the world. But that's what he is. He's only the prince of the world. But Lord, we're not belongs to this world. He can do whatever he wants to this world. But he cannot do even one iota to the children of God. Because we don't belong to this world. And we know we belong to another world. And the king of another world has came. And has dwelling in our heart. Has become dear to us has become a king in our domain. Father, we thank you, Lord. So, Lord, I just ask your Holy Spirit, become so dear and near to your own children. When they are going back, when you're thinking deeply about the Word of God, how you dealt with them, Lord, may they come back and listen to our dear brother John and that it bring the Word again. Lord, and may the Holy Ghost is continually dealing with us because we as the prophet said we want to constantly living in the life of Jesus Christ Lord don't let off even one time Lord every service let us constantly living in the life of Jesus Christ we thank you Lord we believe you send your people back in peace with joy as they've done the right thing that he give their heart and opened up their heart to you in the name of Jesus Christ we pray Amen it's the Lord. Can you sing a song, just brother Derek, as we are dismiss the service? Lay all your burden. Uh, what is that song? Lay all your burden on the. Yeah, lay it all on the. Altar. Yeah, lay all your burden.
5: What is that? Okay. Oh, Thank here, don't just print it, but lay it, it out of here. Bring all your needs to you.
4: in the front is your heart don't just bring it but lay it there let it become a past tense lay it in all your need and it brought all your need to the altar and lay it before the feet of Jesus Christ and he knows every one of them and he is the one to answer one of them the reason is because you line up with the word of God may the Lord bless you How much more the Lord will love you. You're such a wonderful people. Just may the Lord bless all your hearts and come back with exhortation. And we believe the Lord is going to continue to speaking to us. The Lord will bless you. Keep that same atmosphere. If you need to leave, just leave quietly. If you want to stay, just stay here Continue to pray. And we believe God has done a miracle work there in my God bless you.